0: Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic World podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. <music> Covering episodes one and two, Rules of Attraction and the Zone Troopers Build Men. Hi friends, it's us again. We're back. We're, we're here. Yet again, this is mm-hmm. actually the last, the very last time for now that we will be reviewing shows that someone else made us watch. Yep. And this one comes from a generous uh, Patreon donor, Tom. We very much appreciate your, your donation.
1: Yes, thank you very much.
0: And we, I mentioned this last week. He, he got past the uh, we don't want to watch two hours of something rule just because uh, by virtue of being a longtime supporter of all of our efforts. Oh, God, yeah. This guy uh, has donated every time we've done a fundraiser for back when we were doing Sarcastic Voyage, and then mm-hmm. for Pa. Like he's he's always been there and and ready to help. So, uh, yeah, you get you get a pass. Plus, I gotta say, I didn't mind watching two episodes of this. No, this wasn't too bad. I when it I heard was weird and I kept sci-fi wanting to call sh- it Neverworld. Oh no, I Otherworld just felt so I don't know generic '90s sci-fi mm. channel show. Sure. I just I, I had a very clear picture in my mind. Plus a sci-fi show on network TV in the mid eighties. First of all, how did I not know about it? I was eleven at the time and this was my jam. Mm-hmm. Somehow never heard of it. And but I just I was expecting something about as bad as like Greatest American Hero. And thankfully it's not what it was.
1: Way better than Greatest American Hero.
0: This would of all the of all the non Trek shows we've done, it definitely is in like the the better half. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it ranks, but like it's definitely better than you know some of the really bad ones.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like in no, the top was, fifty percentile.
1: This was watchable.
0: Yeah, and Which it had a lot. That's all I for really it. ask. You know, it wasn't boring either. Yeah, that's the main thing with old shows. It's like, oh my god, there's one idea here that plays out for a whole hour. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot here. Yeah, it's a it's
1: just. I get like like you're saying it's I'm surprised I never heard of this cuz just a
0: lot is going on. Well, it only ran for 8 episodes and mm-hmm. uh it, it reran a couple of times on cable and that's it. Like it didn't get revived, it didn't get like a series of novels or, or or comic or anything like that. It just yeah. a blip and it was gone and it wasn't created by anyone who like went on to make better sci-fi stuff later. It's just I it's weird. it, it's, it wasn't anyone's vision as far as I can tell. Uh huh. You know, because shows like this often are like okay, adapted from a popular series of novels, or mm-hmm. some showrunner says, "Ooh, I know what we can do. We can make this." And it wasn't really that. It was like a whole team of people. So it, it just it's it just sort of went away. Weird. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Yeah. But a lot happens. So why don't we just jump into it and you you tell us what happens in Rules of Attraction and the the Zone Troopers Build Men. Which by yeah, the we'll way, get to the. Great title, gonna, by the way.
1: I was going to say, The Zone Troopers Build Men is one of the worst titles for anything ever. And I've seen a show called The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry.
0: Uh, see, I hard disagree. I love The Zone Troopers Build Men. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for the same reasons you hate it. So, have got to build these men. Ah. Uh, Take it away, Matt.
1: All right, so during a routine visit to Egypt, the Sterling family, Hal, June, Girl, Trace, and Smith, are bamboozled out of $10 to visit a pyramid and then send to Otherworld, a parallel reality populated by Nazis and androids. They are almost immediately captured by fascist Mike from Breaking Bad, but are able to escape by cunningly shooting him in the face and then stealing his car. (laughs) Then they arrive in some weird small town, like it's a Twilight Zone episode, and groundskeeper Boothby gives them a house and work assignments. Wow, a house, school, and guaranteed jobs for immigrants. This is the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Next morning, the kids go to school, and Trace instantly falls in love with some girl. Everyone treats this like it's a big deal and not like some idiot teenager with a crush. Look, Trace, I was young and in love once, but her name was Christina Ricci, and nobody expected her to want to run away with my family to another shitty country. (laughs) Meanwhile, Hal goes to work at the old exposition factory and finds out that everyone is androids, and June buys canned meat and contracts radiation sickness. Everyone seems a lot more concerned about the meat. The Sterlings have dinner with their next-door neighbors, the Flanderizzes, and learn some more android backstory. Then and they flee into the night with Trace's new girlfriend, Nova. Everyone really seems to like Nova and wants to take her into the next episode, but she weirdly wants to stay with her family, so whatever. Meanwhile, back at Fascist HQ, Mike from Breaking Bad is ordered to hunt down the Sterlings and retrieve his missing car keys, no matter what. No more half-measures, says Mike, vaguely shaking his fist at nobody. Next episode, Hal catches, up, catches us up on what's been happening. The family found a new town, got a new house and jobs almost instantly, changed their names and their smiths to avoid being captured. And everything would be going fine if Trace weren't flunking out corn class. Trace, you dullard, you'll never get into a good college now. And also you'll be drafted into the fascist army. Which is exactly what happens when Trace thinks he's going to fall in love with some other girl. Sorry, dumbass, it's an extended full metal jacket riff for you, complete with Private Pyle freaking out in his bunk. Also, Mark Lennard is there with his Satan's Claw. Trace completely gives up on escape and decides to become an officer because officers can quit. Now, this mostly involves grabbing Mark Leonard's flaming golden glove, admiring his collection of hands, flying a tiny set of wings attached to his seat, which somebody on set clearly thought was really cool, and then getting into a knife fight with the perfect electronic warrior, represented here by the worst robot I've seen since the Candyman got stuck to the floor for the sixth time. <laughs> Trace overcomes all these trials, and his parents visit him on Army Graduation Day, where he is awarded officership by uh, Mike from Breaking Bad again. Who's completely forgotten what he looks like. He stares Trace directly in the face and goes, Do I know you? And Trace goes, Oh, ah, gee, ah, hmm, oh, gosh, for 17 minutes, minutes, and then graduation is over, and Trace is ordered to kill Army deserters. So he flies around in one of those not terribly cool wing things, and then comes back home so that Mark Leonard can begrudgingly respect him. And then the family just leaves off to another adventure, presumably set in this one California school that the show could
0: film in. So, every ridiculous thing you said here—sometimes we exaggerate, both of us mm-hmm. do—in our, in our summaries, uh, it, all pretty much real. Yep, like all of this you, happened in the you, space but, of about an hour. But uh, you, like, you didn't see a guy you thought reminded you of uh, Mike from Breaking Bad—that was actually Jonathan Banks. Oh God, this was gross. This is my good thing. This was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I'm wa- I'm rewatching Breaking Bad right now and we just mm-hmm. got in- I just got into season 3 where Mike shows up. And yep. it's just one of those things where like I I'm-, I'm I'm watching the episode and I recognize this guy but it's 30 years from where from where I'm going to- like what he looks like. Right. And like it's one of those things where j- you don't pick up on the face so much as like the way he talks just sort of like clicks and you're like fuck me is that Mike from Breaking Bad?
0: Mhm. See I loved seeing him. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite fictional characters as well. But I think he was a terrible choice for this role. (laughs) Because this is sort of a blustery Captain of the Guard sees him you fools character. Yep. And that is not a good character for Jonathan Banks, who is amazing as a grizzled old tough guy. This is this. Even when he was younger, like he could have been the grizzled middle aged guy. But. He's not a season sees him. You fools guy. And
1: I like it just because of how weird it is. Like twice, twice in the show, he gets chewed out by other weirdos. There's a part in the first episode after he's gotten after the family's beaten him up and he's hitchhiked back into town to get his fucking crystal key back. Mm -hmm. He calls his superior to tell him what's going on. And it's the most British guy. in the like it's the guy is so British. He might as well be from the Super Ego uh, Bond sketch we were talking about yesterday and just like just choose now listen here mike you're going to go out there and you'll find that key no matter what or you're not allowed to come home no and he's just like oh i guess i have to
0: why can't he just like deactivate the key like when you lose your credit card yeah right because this family just seems to be able to keep using it to get into secret doors and computers and like just turn it up just report it stolen
1: there's a there's a part where where trace says to his dad he's like why don't you just use the key and the dad's like, well, the key only works for certain things. Not from what I can see, dude. You just put that thing in anything.
0: I don't know. Like, as far as the premise goes, it's, it makes sense that they have something that gives them extra access. Otherwise, they're just... Well, it means
1: they can keep escaping from shit.
0: Yeah, and otherwise, they just keep stumbling into the back doors of things. Like, it's it's better <laughs> if they have something that gives them an advantage. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get that. What I thought was when... He said why don't you use the key? In that particular scene it was cuz you're not worth it, Trace, cuz you suck. Yeah, shut up, but Trace. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Why don't you get um, a key then? The 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 main reason that uh, Tom wanted us to to watch both of these mm-hmm. is the second one has as you point out Mark Lennard, who played uh, famously played Sarek in uh, the yep. original series and in a couple of the movies and uh, also a blink if you'll blink and you'll miss it appearance by Robert O'Reilly who would go on to play Galron, but it's hard like You can see him in profile once, and you can see the bug eyes, but he he doesn't really stand out at all. But he is in there.
1: Glory to you and this fascist army.
0: Right. Um. But, but he said, like, I can't just drop you into episode two because this is some batshit stuff. You need you need the pilot to get what you're seeing. And I can't
1: imagine what it would be like to just watch the second episode.
0: Yeah. So that's why he was like, Would you mind doing two? Because there's some cool Star Trek stuff to see, but you you need a minute. And like, mm-hmm. all right, that's fair. That's I was I was ready to gripe and say, ah, oh, I'm so tired of doing this. But he was justified, I think. Yeah. In making us do that, uh, Mark Leonard was fantastic. Um, yes, he is. He's wearing he's wearing Michael Jackson's um, red fancy j- general's jacket from like uh,
1: the Thriller cover.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm, I
1: think it's. Or is that I think, mil- he is that went Millennium? on.
0: Well, no, he went on tour with his brothers around the time Thriller dropped, uh-huh. and he wore this jacket that made him look like a generalissimo, like, <laughs> that was very similar to his Thriller jacket, but a little different. And I think, okay, I, think that's I know what the this, one you're talking about. I think that's what this reminded me of. I also might be mixing things up. Also, Eddie Murphy wore a fancy red jacket back then, and that might be mixing up in there, too. I don't remember. Ah. It, but it was a very fabulous, spangly, red, you know, dictator's jacket. Yeah. Which I loved, and and then his the stupidest robot hand I have ever seen, which is like a really inefficient cigarette lighter.
1: There's a bit I really love where he's doing this whole like this. Whole, while you're in this army, you're going to learn respect, and we're oh, no, you have watching you. You
0: have to you have to do the Vincent Price voice. Remember,
1: while you're in this man's army, you're going to <laughs> learn respect. You're going to learn the P, the three P's, punctuality perfection, and perfectuity. Now, mm-hmm. which one of you shitty cowards can snatch the fire from my hand? And no yeah. one does it. And then Trace steps up because he wants to be an officer and he goes, I'll snatch the fire from your hand. And he walks up and grabs it and it's a hologram. Uh-huh. And fucking Mark Lennarck, how did you know that my, ha- my hand fire was a hologram?
0: Oh, no, no, and no. Tra- he said, how did you know it was cold fire? Like, <laughs> what? That's not a I- thing
1: just like, dude, you're clearly doing one of those things where you're trying to see who of us is worthy of officer material. But then yeah. Mark Lenard just gets mad at him. The
0: yeah, last the last time someone did this, this, I killed him.
1: They were. It turned out they were a traitor. You a traitor, boy? You look like a
0: traitor to me. We, what, you know, what are we ch-
1: trying to learn here?
0: Yeah, no, it, was, it didn't make any sense. And then at the end, when he just let the guy go. Uh-huh. When he's like, "Well, you have betrayed me, and you're clearly the criminals that Mike from Breaking Bad are looking for." But uh, you know what? You but leave you, for reasons. But you've,
1: ear- you've earned my respect this day. Has with he? your skill at flying what we apparently call vampires.
0: Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. That felt. I, I get why they had those airplanes. I thought they were kind of cool in a TV budget way because they had three of them and. Mm-hmm. On TV, at best, you get like one hang glider. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like they they put a little extra work into their their set pieces and their like. Yeah, there were a lot of matte paintings, but there were also a lot of big control rooms with big dumb computers, which is my favorite oh, yeah. thing. And like they, especially the first episode where we're in the city of robots, it mm-hmm. they really put some work into making it look like a sci fi thing and not like uh, alternate reality means everything like it is here, only people wear slightly different shirts.
1: Yes. Oh well, I thought when we, when it was starting, it's like it's like it's just like home, but we have holes everywhere.
0: Mm, no, There's big they, ladder like holes
1: to crawl into.
0: I mean, that's when they first got there. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like I said, the underground computers and like you know the the there were a whole bunch of things that I thought were good, like the the mm-hmm. way the city looked when they were looking at it from a distance. Yep, like it 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 looked properly sci-fi and not like, uh, this is just you know palo alto california but squint and it's the future yeah Uh whatever but i mean we've already talked about him so let me just get my bad thing out of the way yes trace so you got your standard tv family of the mom and the dad and then the teen girl and the young boy and then also the teen boy Mm -hmm. and boy is he stupid (laughs) he's he's the dumbest brick that ever like oh my god like, oh, it, it's 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 wonderful how stupid this boy is. Like, I wrote this down after the first episode. Like, well, my bad thing's probably how how stupid Trace is. I don't think that's mm-hmm. gonna change in the second one. And then the second one focused entirely on him and really just explored, just crawled around inside the concept of how thick and idiotic this dullard is. Oh no, I love that. they just doubled down on how stupid this boy is. And he every decision he makes is is the dumbest thing and he gets a uh-huh. crush on every girl he he doesn't just get a crush on every girl he meets as you point out in your summary he falls completely in love with every girl he meets
1: ass over like just yeah. stupid in, lo- in love with this girl j- mom you don't understand me and nova are in love now you've known her for eight hours yeah I mean, eight hours okay. of love
0: <laughs> you're 16 and that happens
1: yeah but
0: okay also and these are some deep cuts that you might not have picked up on from watching not watching 80s movies constantly like mm. like people my age did but uh his girlfriend was the girlfriend in better off dead oh all right and and the ned flanders uh neighbor was the dad mm. from teen wolf oh <laughs> like lots of lots of like character actors from other th- other things from the 80s popping up in this
1: that dude looks is... weirdly like Flanders, too. It was no, weird. he absolutely
0: it was just... did. They, they put him in the sweater, and they had the mustache and the glasses. He was very Flandersy. Mm-hmm. But I just, I knew the voice, because at some point in Teen Wolf, like, the dad reveals to Michael J. Fox that they're all wolves, and he inherited this, and he, he turns into, a like, a dad werewolf. Mm-hmm. I just remember that voice coming out of, like, this weird-looking, like, dad dad wolf.
1: I don't know why you wait until someone's a teen before telling them that they're a teen wolf. Like, I feel it's like you should be getting the kid ready for that kind of thing, you know?
0: It's the puberty thing. Maybe they thought it would skip a generation. I don't know. <laughs> Son, you may do I know or about werewolves? Not... Son, you may or may not grow up to be a teen wolf. Yeah, I mean, you gotta l- wait till they're a teen to have the teen wolf talk. Come on. And when that happens, it's important that you play basketball. Yes, of course. And then in the second one, be replaced by... Um... Jason Bateman for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, as is the natural evolution, of
1: course. It goes Michael <sighs> J. Fox, Jason Bateman, and then uh, it, I
0: don't know. I assume I assume, assume Michael Sarah. Third at this sequel. point, yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, Trace is real stupid. He's very stupid, and everything he does just like what I liked. And this is my good thing mm. is the family is surprisingly good about rolling with the weird shit that happens to them. Like, they're in this oh, world for yeah. about f- five minutes and they're already like, okay, this is the reality. We're going to have to lie to people to get by and let's all mm-hmm. just sort of work with each other and, oh, this is the like like an improv team. Oh, that's where you're taking it. Okay, yes, yeah. and? And, I, like, at one point, the dad says, that guy looks like a cop. And I was like, here we go. Here's the sitcom dad. That guy looks like a cop. We can trust him. He'll take us where we need to go. And instead mm-hmm. he says, we need to get away from him. Yep. It's like, oh, good. Dad's dad's heart is in the right place. Other world. fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. Which, which <laughs> means the show doesn't create a lot of pointless conflict out of them disagreeing or doing stupid things. Like, yeah, <clears throat> that bogs down so many people from a regular world go to a fantasy world, to me, is like, you spend the first act disbelieving and that's so boring to me because yeah, exactly. it's been done I don't want, to death
1: yeah i don't want to watch these people wander around go, but this isn't like earth
0: yeah or constantly giving the wrong answers because they forgot where they were yeah.
1: no it, like, it, th-
0: it looks like they pull their shit
1: together real fast
0: yeah and they understand, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to stand out here. Let's just let's just go with the flow. It's, it's nice seeing people react sensibly to insane circumstances instead of, like, screaming and revealing themselves. At, yeah. But but that's the main reason I didn't like Trace, because he kind of sucked at it. Yeah. Like, he and his dad like, have this whole he... conversation about how he's got to get good grades so that he, like, who knows, we're in a weird fascist world. Something bad might happen if you get bad grades. And sure enough, he fails his corn test <laughs> and he gets fucking dragged off to the army.
1: You can uh, roll my uh, quote right in there, by the way.
0: Your agriculture test today will take the rest of the period. Our subject is corn.
1: Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> now, is corn a grass? Have we ever said I, that? It? That's the question. And I thought that it was a question that would be um, elaborated on in the second episode because mm. of how fucking important corn apparently
0: is in this show. Uh, it, well, it's no place for a mighty warrior, but it is a place. for damn sure. It, it has a place in this show no he he literally fails a test about corn, and so they draft him into the army like yep that's the kind of stupid shit i love <laughs> that could that could almost be a Riverdale plot you f- You failed your test on corn trace.
1: who cares? I'm not going to corn college. little did he know <laughs> No,
0: now you're going to the corn army. They got wished to the corn field, ah. Or the maze marines, as the natives call it. <laughs> I
1: did oh, like dear. the wife.
0: I did like the wife going to the to the. Uh, I want to. I don't want to call it a supermarket because it was a smaller store, but it, you know, the, it was like the, a grocery store, store almost. Yeah, and everything has sort of generic labels. It just says meat, and like uh-huh. she's like, "What? What kind of meat is in this?" And the guy just stare. What do you mean? It's it's meat. It that's what's in it. Meat. What What do you mean, kind of meat? That's not a thing.
1: Yeah. The the weird thing is this is a thing I don't know if it's still there or not but this is a thing we used to have in Canada. You could get like like uh, a generic brand of like just different foods and it was like that. It was it's it was a plain yellow box with just like apple juice written on it and nothing else. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you I can, know, we
0: we have the the cheap supermarket brand of things, is that what you mean or was it a whole separate thing? I'll
1: like I'll try and find you a picture, but like it it was literally you would get like yellow boxes with just like whatever it was printed in black on it and it looked a lot like this g- generic meat.
0: Right. I don't know. I like in some respects I like that because you're not, you know, you're not paying for all the advertising and the the slick packaging and all that. It's just here is the product. End yeah. of transaction. But Here we go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was meant to uh, to reflect the um, you know the the dystopia of all of this. Yeah. So, I no, know it's called I... No Name Brand, and it looks exactly like that. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. Uh huh. Um, I but I, I anyway, I like the family. I feel like we could have gotten to know them a little better, and just sort of by luck of the draw, we got a trace episode. Yeah. I. I but I feel have, like you know, we could one of the next ones time with would have been else. about. Yeah, what that's what I'm saying. One of the next ones were probably about, like, the good ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't hate the dad. I figured he'd be smug and insufferable, and he wasn't. And uh, the mom, like, pulled her weight. And at one point, they're like, your uh, dystopia assigned job is housewife. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and says, oh, so this ultimate reality is the 50s? Cool. like Cool. Good. Good. Yeah. But the show, the show like, understands that. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, this week you have to be a housewife, but that's not acceptable all the time.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Next time you can be—you'll be a dental technician,
0: right? But I—I I don't know. I just it—it it felt like there was a lot of potential there, and the daughter didn't have a lot to do, but she didn't mm. feel nearly as stupid as Trace. Do 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 you know what the daughter's name was? Because I definitely didn't pick uh, it up. <laughs> I um no. Uh-huh. I did. I—I I mean, I did when I was watching it, but uh, you know—there's a lot of information, and I don't always pay strict attention, and I don't know why we do a review show when I don't really pay attention to the shows, but it's a little late in the game to be discovering that. (laughs) Well, also, also, when they were at the generic grocery store, uh, they referred to hot dogs as pork cylinders, which I think is the greatest thing ever.
1: (laughs) I mean, where's the lie, Al? (laughs) Tell me where the lie
0: is. Well, sometimes they're beef cylinders. It depends on the kind of cylinder you get.
1: Yeah, or a chicken cylinder. Turkey cylinders are especially delicious.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I like the the turn of phrase "pork cylinder."
1: <laughs> yep, fry you up Delicious. some pork cylinders. Have a great old time.
0: Mm-hmm. Throw them on the grill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, or as it's called, some, uh...
1: heat, heat, or as it's called here, heat metal.
0: <laughs> right. Um. So what else? What else? Indeed. My we bad. Got a lot thing. to talk about. This. Oh yeah, sure. By all means.
1: Uh f- so oh, the other uh,
0: child. Yes. Yes. This
1: made me crazy. Has anyone ever heard of somebody with the first name Smith? I know Smith is a very common surname to the point where someone who is on this show regularly has it. Right. But, like, I I, I don't think I have ever heard, like, I thought I had misheard the first time. Smith, get over here. Mm -hmm. What? Did they call him by his last name? And they keep saying it. Like, every time, you're making me crazy over here. Like, that's not a name. I mean, It is a name, but and now I'm stuck in it, and yeah, it's making I, things worse.
0: I noticed, too, but it didn't bother me nearly to the extent that it clearly bothered you. <laughs> this is Smith's room. Please knock. What? I love that. So, okay, <laughs> the, the the evil government has discovered that there might be something up with the family. The family's already gone, but mm-hmm. so they go invade the house, and it's, yeah, it says, this is Smith's room. Please knock. And they just burst right in because, you know. They're their government stormtroopers, and who cares? Sure. And a laser gun shoots one of them in the face. <laughs> and when the smoke clears, the note says, I told you to knock first. <laughs> that was very good. It's nice Smith work. Seems Smith seems like a, yeah. Smith seems like a, a little, like a little asshole, like a little uh-huh. rebellious, you know, punk rock, like uh, a <laughs> resistance fighter. Good for
1: him. Punk rock asshole, Smith Sterling.
0: Yeah. No, they changed their names every week. It was Sterling oh, that's to start right. with, but. But this week it was something with an H. I don't remember. Harrinson. Yeah. Pork cylinder. The pork cylinders. Hi, there, I'm Smith go. pork All cylinder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the way this the story started out was a little odd. Like I thought the dad might be an archaeologist. I wasn't real sure.
1: They were. And they they mentioned it. Were once, they just on vacation? Just like, yeah. This isn't important.
0: Yeah, but then so there's this vaguely problematic thing where this Egyptian dude takes them through the temple and then mm-hmm. extorts them for as as Matt points out, an extra ten bucks. <laughs> like I think you mentioned this in your summary. Like, yep. No, they 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 the
1: guy offers to take them on a tour of a, one of the pyramids, which I guess I think is a thing that you can do when you're in Egypt. But like to like a different. Yeah, but chamber. you should
0: go. You should go on an official tour and not just some guy found me in the street and like printed up a, a tourist zine like at home. Like maybe maybe go with something a little more reputable. He he
1: it definitely appeared that he was advertising his uh his wares on a never mind the Buzzcocks poster.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. It looked like an old school zine. Like before yeah. before you could print stuff on computers when people made all that shit by hand, it looked like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and, and he claims to have met all these American celebrities that he got like, you know, stock photos of and cut out and glued to this thing.
1: Yep. I kind of like this moxie.
0: Yeah, me too. But again, that he, he charges $10 for the tour and then gets them down there and says, it's another $10 to get you out. And like, uh-huh. really? A- aim high there, Ahmed. Tw- tw- $20. $20. Yeah. And then the dad
1: gets real mad about it. and Just like, I'm not giving you another $10. Well, fine. I'll send you to Otherworld then.
0: Like, I was, I was alive in 1985. $10 was a lot of money to me because I was 11, but it wasn't uh-huh. that much money.
1: But to a famous maybe archaeologist,
0: it's not if you if you can afford to take your whole family on a on a vacation to Egypt, you probably got 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a deal, guy. If you can afford to clean to clean and clothe Trace, then you can afford $10. <laughs> if you can afford the massive hairspray budget to keep his hair perfectly feathered. <laughs>
1: well, Maybe Simon that will, just uh... beggared
0: them. Maybe they're 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 completely broke because of all that.
1: Well, son, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to go without your hairspray for a month. Screw you, Dad. I'm in love <laughs> with the hairspray. Probably
0: why I f- probably why I failed the corn test because my
1: hair wasn't right. So the thing is, like you know, in our world, they don't let you into Egypt if you fail the corn
0: test. Oh, really? I I, I know so little about Egypt and corn.
1: Yeah, right. So you'd never get into Egypt,
0: and you'd I fail your mean, corn test. I definitely would fail my corn test. I don't know anything about corn. I think I know
1: more about corn than I think I do, but probably not enough to pass a corn test.
0: I know that the natives called it maize, but I've always thought that's a really dumb fact because there are hundreds of native tribes and they couldn't all have called it maize. Mm -hmm. So that's a worthless fact.
1: All I know about corn is that I know nothing.
0: Yes, exactly. See, now you're ready for the zen of corn. (laughs) Um. what else yeah there's a
1: lot going on in this um, there is and, and the,
0: the premise sort of like promised even more like it, mm-hmm. it felt like this was going to be the first of you know many worlds that they go to they said there were like 70 some different worlds or something yep and I feel like maybe if the show had gone on for more than eight episodes they could have gone to some pretty interesting places yeah but I'm not sure like it's hard to tell, maybe they every week they would just go to as you say, the same like high school
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well, here we are again now, uh-huh. I was poking around I was poking around on the the Wikipedia, and it, it's not like it doesn't get weirder,
0: no, but the strange thing about about it to me is like there there are paragraphs and paragraphs there describing the in world stuff, and nothing about how it was made, yeah, like like I was saying, it just feels like someone's vision, it feels so specific it feels like Uh it must have been based on a series of books or like you know some somebody not gene roddenberry but somebody like that somebody who had like a hit sci-fi show under their belt said here's my next thing or something and no it was just one of those a writer's room came up with the idea it wasn't Mm -hmm. really any one particular person's thing and it just it feels so specific to not be someone's vision you know what i mean
1: well, I kind of like the idea of a show where it's it's like this family stumbled into a universe from like a series of books or whatever, but they've yeah. never heard of the books. And no okay. and, and like no one no one will like no one is going to explain to you what's going on because why would like why would you explain to some stranger why Earth is a thing, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, and the only like tool they have is this crystal that can get them into some doors and start up some computers. That's it. They got to figure mm-hmm. it out for themselves. And yeah, yeah I kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an neat. interesting it's not idea. Something you
1: see a whole lot. Like most sci-fi is so excited to tell you all of its backstory.
0: This fed it to you very well. It was like, yeah, in the first act you got a little bit and then another thing happened and it wasn't just like a big, long expository speech. It was a little bit at a time, which is what yeah. I prefer. Yeah, no, it's um, just,
1: this place is weird, and it's gonna get weirder, and you just yeah. gotta sort of deal with that.
0: I do, I do remember reading this, though. The creator of the show said he wanted to make Lost in Space on Earth. Uh, <sighs> what? I want to make Lost in Space, but cheap. Oh, okay. But, no, they spent some money on this, but Lost, there's there's one very important thing about Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. It's in space. Hmm. <laughs> I think what I want to do is make DOS boot, but in a house. <laughs> like no, <laughs> you no. That's the whole <laughs> premise, man. So it's yeah, it's I I don't I what don't really the, get that.
1: I want to wait, make wagon train to the stars, but on Earth.
0: <laughs> wagon train to the stars, but in my backyard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Uh, at one point, they mentioned that people get frontal lobotomies for sexual deviation, and they just kind of breeze past that. Like, yeah, whoa, it's not
1: even a thing they touch what? on. Just like that what? went by so quickly, it gave me whiplash.
0: I thought, well, this is going to be some like uh, serious after-school special shit here, like you know, some some kid he knows with who's just gay or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they could talk about in the '80s, but they probably sure. wouldn't do that. But like, is getting you know electroshock therapy for horrible reasons but no nah, they just nope they just breeze right past it
1: yep we gotta spend more time on uh on trace's love
0: oh and and the uh the state-of-the-art robot that he fights
1: i love state-of-the-art robot do you I what is you it called it
0: I, Why, I don't know it looked like <laughs> a look like a sock monkey to me
1: <laughs> no no it's the perfect electronic warrior oh boy no this is one of those things where i love it because it's terrible
0: Okay. It, I mean like, that's it's, that's why I liked the Zone Troopers make men. So <laughs> It's like them, a, excuse me.
1: it's like a guy in a in like a Michelin man costume and then yeah. they just put like weird video effects over him to make him look like he was electronic and stuff. And like Yeah, he, he's basically
0: like, like, like he's like negative. So like yeah. his eyes look the wrong color and there's some light coming out of it and yeah, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> and Trace had to fight him with a knife. Yeah. And it no, just it wasn't turned there... out like the weirdest wrestling
0: match wasn't it like a crystal dagger or
1: something you he gets to use mark Lennard's personal dagger because mark goes, you can use excuse me <clears throat> you can use my dagger
0: right but he basically hands him a clear plastic fork from the from the uh, cafeteria <laughs> but it's a crystal dagger <laughs> uh huh also they had a, speaking of effects, they had a, one of those fantastic control rooms, like I said, with the giant computer that I'm a yep. big sucker for, and then it had one of those dumb lightning balls like you get at Spencer Gifts. Like, mm-hmm. guys, come on, this, this set design is great, and then you just, you, you put that in there?
1: We all know what these things are at this point. Like, even in the 80s, that... it wasn't a secret.
0: No, we had Spencer's Gifts back then, and they sold them, and they're mm-hmm. cool, but they're a toy. They're not. They're, that's not a piece of like technology that you would use. It's just a toy.
1: I really liked the uh, the computer voices, and that we get two different computers in this show, and I really like both of them.
0: Yeah, the computer like voice the... in the first one was actually the uh, the show creator. No kidding. Yeah, apparently he get a he got a, a cameo in all of them, but he's also the narrator. And if you listen in the next episode, like it's that same computer voice. So
1: ah. that's a very yeah. soothing, sort of booming voice. Just hey.
0: Yep. I'll I am keep computer. out
1: those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it uh, wasn't bad. And then the second one in, like, the second episode had, like, this cool wireframe.
0: Oh, which, well, cool for the 80s, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: No, I'm all, I'm always only, a fan of that, that kind of thing.
0: It could only turn its head one way and they used yep. the same three-second shot, like, five times, because that's the, all the animation they could afford, I think.
1: I am looking at you.
0: Oh, that's that's the note. I knew there was something weird about the computer voice. The first one, mm. he sounded really high to me. <laughs> hey hey man. guys, I'll take care of him for you. You go on. Don't worry about
1: Portal. It. Yeah. <laughs> and after we're gone, I want you to forget everything you ever knew about us. Not a problem, man.
0: Are- already done. <laughs> yeah.
1: You guys seem cool.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, we fooled him. Uh, he thinks we're cool. Computing, computing, computing. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Oh, uh, Mike from Breaking Bad's name is Nuveen Kroll because mm-hmm. uh, that's 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 a name. I feel like not quite someone as, good in Voyager... as Mike from Breaking Bad. No, I feel like someone in Voyager probably had that name. Uh huh. Sounds like one of those names I would get really mad at. Ah. Like Jabe Jabin.
1: Yeah, but it's not a '90s sci-fi name. You gotta, you gotta recognize that it's an '80s sci-fi oh, yeah. name.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And you know, I like the '80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sucked, but I was a kid in them. So, but you, you liked know. them. Yeah, it's fair. But I will not, I will not be one of those people who argues that his childhood years were the best ones. Like, no, mm-hmm. they sucked, but I no.
1: liked them. Nobody's childhood years were
0: the best. <laughs> no, not like the goddamn baby boomers who's like, hey, you ever, you ever think about growing up in the '50s, the best decade? Hey, shut up. Hey, how about this? How about you go fuck yourself? How about that? Yeah, how about that? Go uh <laughs> just, go sit on a pork cylinder. How about that?
1: <laughs> just a thought.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh when the Forbidden Zone got mentioned, and it got mentioned a lot. It sure uh, did. I thought frequently of something that you you probably haven't seen, the insane Oingo Boingo movie.
1: Uh you, no, I didn't know with there that? was an Oingo Boingo movie.
0: Uh well, I think. Okay, they did the music for it and it was made by Danny Elfman's brother, I think. hmm And it is like oh boy. Have you seen Eraserhead?
1: Uh no, actually, I haven't yet.
0: Okay. It's like what you imagine Eraserhead to be.
1: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Cause oh, I don't no. know that it's
0: a lot I don't know that it's a lot like Eraserhead, but it's 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 a... it got kind of the similar vibe. It's just batshit, disturbing stream of consciousness just madness it's uh-huh. uh yeah i don't you might enjoy it but anyway it's called the forbidden zone and all right that's what i think of when i hear that phrase you you probably See, just, just, thought just thought of, planet, th- of the apes. planet of the apes yeah yeah which is you know that's also fine
1: stay out of the forbidden zone trace Hmm. although between also- that and a girl named nova like clearly somebody watched planet of the apes before
0: they saw it made this yeah i suppose so uh what else it's just, uh, it's, I have I have a lot of notes, but I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah, let me see here. Cool stupid uh, they, robot. They did a good job at the dumb military academy of, uh, the, like, there were women, uh, uh, both uh, cadets and also as uh, drill sergeants, which was cool. Yeah,
1: and it's not commented on. They're just there,
0: which I like. Yeah, like the show seems to not be terrible about that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um.
1: What else? Like uh, Mark Lennard's angry. If you flunk out of military school, I will send you to prison. <laughs> like just the it it the way it sounds is just like he personally is going to take you to prison. Yeah, I guess so. It just I... the, the the delivery and the delivery combined with just the Mark Lennard of the whole thing was just you and I are going on a road
0: trip to I've prison. Never... <laughs> I've never seen him in anything but Star Trek. Like, yeah, we we've seen him play two different roles in Star Trek, but that's it. Actually, technically three. He played a Klingon in the motion picture, but I like that wasn't really a thing. It was mm-hmm. there for five seconds. But you know the the Romulan in um, Balance of Terror, and then of course Sarek, and yeah. that's it. Like, I don't know. I didn't realize he did other things.
1: Yeah, right. I, I, I mean, assume I assume he he's worked for the last like fifty years or whatever. I mean, but, like
0: you know, he's dead now. But yes. Well, yes. It. It was just weird because I he he looms so large as that role. Mm -hmm. I I, I guess kind of like kind of like Jonathan Banks, actually. Yeah. He's so definitively one thing that's like, oh, yeah, I guess he would have done other things. Yeah. I mean, there was the famous uh, infamous clip of um, a uh, uh, girl's hygiene short. I don't know if you know about this. That a very young Jonathan Banks was in. I
1: was not aware of this.
0: It's a it's an instructional film about menstruation uh-huh. that I believe they showed in like sex ed classes, and mm-hmm. I believe he's a teen in it. Wow, or like, I was say... or like in his twenties playing a teen. But yeah, <laughs> was... they, they <sighs> that's that's on YouTube. You should check it out. It's, it's, I, it I made will. The rounds a while back.
1: Jonathan Banks is a weird. Like I just like. I'm sure this is not what it's like, but it just feels like Jonathan Banks walking into a classroom going, girls, you're approaching a very special time in your lives. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to walk through it together.
0: And and he would handle it very sensitively. He wouldn't be a jerk about it.
1: No, not at all. Like, I've seen I've seen how he acts around his his uh, his granddaughter. Like, yes, exactly. he would be very tender about it. But like, yes, it's not what you expect to come out of that dude.
0: No, I know. And then I also saw him pop up in, uh, of all movies, Airplane. Oh,
1: God. Well, I was looking at his, his uh, IMD- or uh, his
0: Wikipedia page. The dude mm-hmm. works. Oh, yeah. It, but we didn't really, like, he was one of those thankless character actors for years. Yeah. We didn't know who he was until five, ten years ago. Yeah. And so it's sort of retroactively like, oh, oh, that's yeah. him. Weird. You yeah, know, in uh, airplane, he's one of the like air traffic controllers, and he doesn't get any funny yeah. lines. But he's just like, uh, you know, Striker, come in at a you know seventy two degree angle or whatever. And He's like, wait a minute, is that? Yep, it sure is. Mm-hmm. Yep, F- fucking weird. Well,
1: he played uh, Commissioner Gordon in the last Batman game, and that's the best fucking casting I could uh, I could pick for that character.
0: Oh, I I've always thought he would be amazing as old Bruce in a live action Batman Beyond.
1: Ooh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon's also good, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like old Bruce who's just life's beat him down and he's seen some shit and like, yeah, he's he's just barely clinging to life at this point, but he's tough and he's just won't give up. And yeah,
1: now, he would have been the, my pick for uh, for uh, Dark, the Dark Knight Returns adaptation if they hadn't gone with RoboCop, which they did for uh, some reason.
0: See, I think I think he's a little old for that. I mean, if you're talking about live action, if you're talking about animation, then that's different. Yeah. No, that would That's also a
1: craggled Batman.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else? Hmm. That's about all I have. Yeah. I don't I don't want to sell this show short, but I think we've, no, we've I talked really about, about it, all the No, I really enjoyed it, but things. like, yeah. yeah. I did too. But also, I, I can't help celebrating not having to watch things that people made us watch anymore.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, we did it. <laughs>
0: uh we will be doing it once more for our for our traditional christmas episode the Gabs have actually already chosen their thing but that doesn't count
1: no we we do that every year
0: right but i what i'm transitioning to here is we have an awkward amount of shows to fill we have three more episodes that we need to fill in addition to our christmas episode and a supplemental before we get back to star trek Mm -hmm. so it's like what what are we gonna do for three weeks we can't make another pass through the decades there's not enough time yeah. Why don't we watch stuff that we both like? How about that? Yeah. Why don't we actually just sit down and and watch three things that the two of us together collectively think are fine television? And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. So, uh, uh, the first one next week, uh, and uh, and I'm putting you on the spot here, Matt. If you don't know what episode, that's fine. We'll we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, next week we will be covering BoJack Horseman. Yep, which I believe to be the Best show on television right now. Just mm-hmm. hands down, no qualifications. Not the best cartoon, the best comedy. Just straight up the best show. My favorite show on television right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what episode you want to you wanna do to Do yet? you
1: know what episode you picked? I do. Okay, what is it?
0: Fish Out of Water.
1: Okay, I will be doing stupid piece of shit.
0: Very well. Uh, actually, I believe we should swap them. I believe you should review my pick and I should review your pick. Fair enough. That feels just sort of in the spirit of what we're doing. Yeah. But just for people following along, like those those are the episodes we're going to do. Mine does not have much dialogue in it. Uh, Matt's is uh a, a bit uh a bit rough if you are mentally ill. Like mm-hmm. just straight up like there's a warning for you. It is it is a little, you know, a little harsh, a little, yeah. little rough if you deal with anxiety and depression and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, bear that in mind and it is a it is a super dark, super like hard to watch show for some people, but we love it. Yeah. So, that will be next week. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, the website yeah. is com. The uh, email address is at Gmail. Like I said, we will be doing one more supplemental before we jump back into Star Trek. So if you got anything you want to say to us, by all means, please do. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you guys. Um, check out Endeavor the uh, season finale episode 10 should be uh, dropping soon on the uh, on December 1st which is uh, not too long from now mm-hmm. uh, the, our Patreon supporters will be getting that a week early uh, super excited about that and uh, that is the season finale but the show's not gonna stop we're gonna continue doing no. a few other things before the story picks back up so uh, yeah so please check that out ussendeavor.com uh, we are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt, mm-hmm. and I think that's it yeah see you, folks The Post-Atomic Otherworld Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.